up, what's up, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Chalk Talk, the open playbook of life. We are on episode six. Hey. Okay. Six. Six. I can't believe it. Um, we want to thank all our, our viewers, our subscribers, those people um, who are continually watching the show. Um, we just want to thank you guys uh, for subscribing and, and liking. Leave some comments that will help us. Um, we also want to thank our sponsor again, Alternative Solar, for allowing us to use the facility um, and just giving us this platform uh, an opportunity to give back to people. So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share it, and provide some feedback. You know, we really want to do this. If there's a topic that you guys um, really want us to touch on and hit on as we're bringing on our guests and we're talking about their stories, you know, please let us know. We can definitely do that. Um, so to my right, your left is Coach Serta. Good morning, doing, good morning, good morning. Um, to my left, welcome back, sir. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Thank welcome you. back. I mean, I, we had our greatest viewing of showings and I knew that likes and subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for the show that so was beyond that was, That's the way to be selfless, you know what I'm saying? So how was the, how was the little getaway with the fam? Yeah, anniversary? Good, man. We sat back on the beach. More jellyfish than I've probably ever seen in my life, but Get it right, get it right. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's long gone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should have said. So, I call him Big Rob. I, you know, I've known him a long time. He's a young man. I took a toe, Notre Dame. He looked like Jerome Bettis when I first coached him. Super athlete. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me, man. Oh, been watching a couple episodes, seen 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 you pretty much prosper in this uh, this platform is pretty dope, man. I appreciate it. <clears throat> it's been uh, it's been a beautiful thing to to like have an idea, and then people that support it. You know, don't forget about our guy Big L behind Big the camera. L. Where grinding never stops. That's right. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, check him out on Instagram. He's doing some great work. Uh, some of my realtor friends did some drone work for me for a listing. Looks real dope. Um, check out his apparel. He got some nice apparel. He's rocking it right now. I'm waiting for my red hoodie to come in. Um, gotta get the red. But Big Rob, uh, thank you, man. So, so what's been going on with you? I know recently <laughs> you you had a huge life event. If you want to talk about that? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, it's uh, Mother's Day hits a little different. You know, bringing in uh, a baby girl last month. Is uh is a beautiful, beautiful transition in life, a beautiful phase in life, right? Especially like being with my girl since like in high school, high school sweethearts, bro. So like, what, seventeen years we've been together. You know what I mean? Do you remember? Sixteen. 
with the dates. Yeah. I mean, they get, they get a little fuzzy. <laughs> hey, they get a little fuzzy, bro. Hey, but like, for the you most part, years, hey, they get a little fuzzy, <laughs> but like, first day, first. yeah, man, it's a lot. It's a lot of firsts, right? But, uh, you remember your daughter's birthday already? Yes, I mean, it's, it's just like yesterday, bro. Yeah, yeah, March 7th, 2021. March 7th, 2021. Hey, appreciate it, man. Hey, appreciate it, bro. Um, talk about that's been, I mean, life changing. Bro, all right, so like, like I said, I've been with my girl for like 17 years. So, like, you see, like, you, you know, you know, like, you know that person, right? And then watching the whole transition into like the pregnancy and to see how she transitioned. And like she adopts like new, uh, I don't know, new characteristics in the motherhood. Cause you already know, like I knew she would be a good mother, but like seeing like form into that is like probably the most beautiful thing ever, right? It's like watching a uh, a caterpillar uh, turn into a butterfly, right? And then you're in the delivery room and you're seeing like going through that pain and the stuff, but it's all out of love, bro. It's like the, it's weird, right? I can never, I can never fathom that, you know what I mean? And then see him the outcome and bring this beautiful child. You know what I mean? Kind of. She must look like Shauna. She look like me. Uh, I don't know if you know, bro. I was the prettiest baby in 1987, bro. <laughs> I don't know if you know. That was, that was, a, I was the most prettiest baby. <laughs> I got you. I got you, bro. But like, it's just like now when I'm noticing like, um, since she carries, like, I, I would assume, like, it's every woman, but since they carry that child, they think about that child now. But, like, throughout her whole pregnancy, I see my child, like, later down the road. So I'm thinking about, like, lesson plans, like, how to teach her, like, life struggles or how to deal with life struggles, rather, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how to deal with diversity, which I know y'all talked about a few weeks ago. And it's just, like, <clears throat> I still, like, it's still surreal, dude, because it's, like, it's, like, she's here and I see her. I, I'm thinking about it's like yo, I can't wait to like I put it on game on these lessons that I've learned over the course of time. So, but like, I always had felt like I had something to live for, but like it's it's different, bro. It's different. It's like there's another moon in the sky. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a trip. I was I was gonna ask about because I mean you know I have been here a long time and I I think uh, I mean I'm sure everyone will been waiting for this. Bro, for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I they thought I couldn't have babies, bro. I was like, yo, yeah. now nah, we just waiting. Yeah, so, we waiting. I mean, <laughs> don't put that on me. Hey, don't stop putting that on me. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of want to try to start up because obviously today is Sunday. We're shooting today on Sunday. It's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all you. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's happy Mother's Day. Day. Mother in the house. So, uh. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, because none of us know what that feels yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was beautiful, just the way he kind of said all of that. Like, wow, I, I didn't even really think about it that deep myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, from, <laughs> um, you know, kind of the same thing. I waited later in life to have my kids. I had them a month before my 34th birthday. Um, so a little bit later. Same thing, you know, mm -hmm. when you have kids, when you have kids, you know, and uh, I just wasn't ready. And and it's one of those things where you kind of push back or like, I'm just not ready. But I don't know if you're ever really ready um, because it's probably the most difficult thing that I've had to do. It is the most difficult thing. 
you're responsible for creating and excuse my French, but I'm just trying not to raise little assholes, you know what I mean? Like good people, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying to raise good people and good humans and you know, and that's a that's a lot of responsibility, you know, to try to to you know, because you think about now, I think about the way that I am and a lot of it stems from just growing up and the way that I was taught and the you know, right, wrong or indifferent. That's who I am. So it's just trying to create little good people in the world. Kind of going back to, and both of y'all yeah. can answer this since, you know, in Bayview too, obviously you, you and Mo have been together for a long time, married for five years, but I think y'all been for a while. Uh, I'm the only one in my kids, though. 12-ish. But, like, if we talk about, if we, if we relate that to life, um, as to where, like, Big Robert said, we're just waiting. You said you had them later. Um, why do you think, make that tangible, why, why were you able to hold off on it for so long? Because I think people, we live in a microwave society, right? Like people see people doing things and they want it now, they don't want to like really work or be patient for something to blossom, whatever that is, whether it's a career, um, a relationship, things like that. How, how, how did you, you know, how do you grow in that? Like, or what season did you feel that led you to be able to wait? How did you wait? That's tough. Uh, I mean, I think it's, some of it's like subjective, right? When you talk to like some old heads, like your parents, they had me at 25 and they, to their friends, they considered late, they were late. Right. They had kids late, right? So now that we had them at 33, uh, I think a big thing that my wife and I were trying to do is enjoying each other, right? Like trying to make the most out of everything, right? I feel like as soon as we got the ball rolling, uh, especially with the military, we started experiencing a lot more than just outside, you know, San Antonio. And then once you get outside of San Antonio, I mean, we moved to Dallas. You know, we was living in Dallas for a little bit. We experienced Dallas. And it kind of planted to see there's a lot more out there for us to do, right? And then during the military, we've been pretty much all up and down the East Coast, right? So we always enjoyed each other to which it was like, yo, we kind of, wanted to wait for kids, right? We kind of manifested like a long time ago. They would probably have kids around 33 years old. Wow. And then on my 33rd birthday, I found out she was pregnant. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's like you, I think, I, I think I'm, especially I'm older, I'm, I do everything because I, I want to do it, not because everybody else tells me I should do it. Um, so we pretty much did what we wanted to do opposed to just listening to others. But I think most people who are affected by the uh, this microwave society is like our, it's our young our youngins, mm -hmm. right? Because this, this is all they know. They're born into like the TikTok yeah, and Instagram yeah. and all that. The instant gratification, man. So it's like, whereas I grew up in the 90s, man. We didn't have cell phones, bro. We had VCRs. We had pages. You, had the, you didn't know who was on the phone until you picked it up. You know what I mean? Oh, man. You remember, you remember <clears throat> like, you know, had to call, call the house? Yeah. Yeah, talk to the parents. <laughs> the dad, the dad answer, well, who, is like, who is this? They pick up a phone in the other room. But yeah, I mean, I think, Brad, you want to touch on that? You know, I know you kind of big on the microwave, like the whole social media thing, too. Uh, well, when you're talking about uh, how, how different it is, Mo and I both waited as well. I mean, our relationship was really different. We started off long distance for a long time. Yeah. And then when we finally moved in together, that, like when we moved in, that was the first time we had even lived in the same city. So 
it's kind of the same thing. We took the time just to discover each other. Um, we took trips, whatever the case may be. But one thing that I always told myself when I was when I wanted to have kids was I didn't want to I didn't want to struggle. Like so, yes. if I didn't feel like I was in a good place financially, that I didn't want to bring somebody else into that. And you know, I'm I'm doing well for myself. I, and most careers, you know, very very stable situation. Um, so I'm proud to say, like, if my kid needs something, I don't even worry about it. Like, okay, she needs diapers, she needs formula, whatever, uh, shots, doctor, whatever. Like, here it is. You don't have to think about, oh man, we can't. We can't go on this trip because we have this coming up or whatever the case it's nothing whatever she needs she got it that was always the thing that i, I stuck to because i i've seen families that struggle through that my family was one of those and we went without a lot of times and i understand why but i just didn't want to have that for my kids you know what i'm saying so that, that was one thing that I, I could definitely stick to for sure a very poignant reason as to why mm -hmm. sure. yes yeah, i kind of second that too I mean, I think y'all, you've always, you've always been beating to your own drum, so to speak. Like, you've always been a little bit different. Yeah. So, and when I say different, like, Big Rob would just be like, I'm like, what are you wearing? Like, I'm very fresh, you know? And you, yeah. I love people that are like that, because I'm not, like, I'm not, like, I got to be matching. I can't, like, come off, you know, well, I might be matching today. Yeah, it's just sounding. It's a little early morning, you know? But... When people kind of do their own thing and you stay in your own lane, you put those blinders on, so to speak, um, it allows you to be more focused in whatever you want to accomplish. Now, we talked about your, your military career. Your military career is a little bit different, I think, in the fact that, I don't want to say most people, but I would think a good percentage of people join after high school, after, and I mean, you're obviously a Navy recruiter, so you can talk about that. But why was your journey I mean, you told me you started, you enlisted, you tried to enlist in the Air Force at first at 24. Mm -hmm. You didn't actually get into the Navy until 26. So what what was that, uh, what caused you to kind of go that way? Uh, I mean, so I feel like some, I am a Navy recruiter, right? So I feel like uh, it's it just took time for you. I was trying to figure out life, you know what I mean? It's, that's all it was, right? Like, I always, I've always figured that military was probably in my future. Uh, especially since my pop was military, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge believer that you you only know what you see typically, right? And everything else is almost by faith. But like, since I seen my father in uniform all every pretty much for 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. I kind of seen it like yes, I could see me in uniform, right? So I always seen it. But uh, I guess if I'm being honest with myself, I was trying to figure out a different path, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Why do you think that? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it was always a safe bet, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, after high school, and I, I realize this now. So, back in the day, I mean, I was going through it. You don't realize. You're just trying to piece everything together, right? But, like, after like high school, it's like you lose a sense of structure, right? Because everything up to that point is, like, structure, dude. Like, the bus comes. You know what time to be at the bus stop. You know what time to get on that bus. You know what time. When that bus stops, you know you're going, you're going to school. When the bell rings, there's all these, like, trigger points that you know what you should should and should not go to, right? Uh, and then after high school, it kind of, that, that shit falls by the wayside, bro. You kind of figure out by yourself, like, I got bills now, dude. You know what I mean? So I still got this football dream. I'm playing football, doing Duville, right? I'm trying to balance that. Uh, but I always wanted more for myself, right? Um, so, like, 
they just got to the point, man, I was living in Dallas working like two and a half jobs. I was working uh, Costco in the morning. I worked at a CrossFit gym for free membership, essentially. And then at night I was working at FedEx, bro. And I was working at least three months straight without a day off, right? Uh, and then it just got to a point where I was thinking, it was like, I couldn't remember how I got to work. Cause like, I was just so mentally exhausted, man. You know what I mean? It's, it was, bro, it's, it's crazy, man. It's like you drive with your self-conscious and you're not even conscious of it. It's wild, bro. It's, it's the craziest feeling. But during that same phase, man, I was like, kind of like what Belly was talking about. Like, if I had a child right now. My child would never see me. We would be struggling, I'm trying to put food on the table. And I knew the military kind of just, you know, just to my pops kind of, supports you with the with the benefits surprise that structure bro what you need and i need i needed that void to be fulfilled um so i joined at 26 man and i think joining at 26 gave me a whole lot of perspective because all the stuff that we do that is hard to some it's not hard to me because mm-hmm. i got beat up by life just trying to figure this shit out mm-hmm. right uh so it's kind of battle tested and battle hardened coming in so a lot of stuff do not phase me what opposed to these youngest, they, it's growing pains, right? Challenging. It's challenging, it's more challenging for them and it's new to them because it's their first time, you know, leaving, leaving the nest. Would um, you say that, uh, and I've heard this, you know, my, my dad was a Marine, brother Marine, mm-hmm. got a lot of mail say, that boot camp and stuff is more mental than physical? Uh, I would say the Navy boot camp is definitely more mental than physical. Why? Everything is physical. Well, for one, it's just, uh, we don't do a lot of combat training in boot camp. Combat training set aside for those particular jobs that we don't handle combat, right? So everything about the Navy boot camp is about honor, courage, and commitment, and setting the uh, understanding the history and tradition of Navy. It's a lot of classroom instruction, right? Uh, of course, you're going to do like your trade trainers, like everybody's a firefighter in the Navy, right? You're going to do the gas chamber. You're going to do all this other stuff, yeah. Um, but it's more mental because that's literally for these 18-year-olds uh, and 19 year olds it's the first time they've ever been on the plane. It's their first time leaving Texas or whatever it may be. Um, so they, they're dealing with that. Probably the first time being yelled at. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been yelled at my whole life. You know what I mean? I mean, you yell at me. You was a coach. You was my coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, <clears throat> I was just, <laughs> yeah, you make sure you edit that out, bro. Uh, but I feel like, that's just a small part of it. And then, like, I I think sometimes this may hinder me, but, like, what's already expected, I don't trip on. Like, I'm expected to be yelled at if I do, if do shit right or wrong. I mean, it's, I've been yelled at before. It was the worst that could happen, right? Um, so just kind of going into it, expecting the worst, I mean, it's kind of like I'm already expecting the worst. Why? Because stress over certain things. you joining and there's a bunch of younger people where you automatically kind of a leader? Hey, you'd be surprised, man. I wasn't even the oldest one in my division, bro. Oh, wow. There was like uh, probably 10 of us at the same age, man, going in. And he had this one 35-year-old, and there was a 29-year-old. I think it was the same thing, man. But, like, uh, it's dope that just like any other team, I mean, we all play sports, right? Like, you in the trenches together, right? So you kind of forge, like, this dope bond is like, that's, that's like no other, right? Um, and then... It's almost an accountability accountability partner or a, a system that you that you that you benefit from, right? So I like I would say the same like the same uh, characteristics and that same framework as as like playing football, basketball, track, whatever it may be. It's in the military, man, because you you're not doing it all by yourself. You know what I mean? 
If I'm not the only one driving the boat, you know what I mean? It takes people to make sure, you know, that boat stays powered. And man, we, it, it's a lot of things that go into it. What, uh, was there like a point in, in, in basic that you were, I mean, we, we ever like really physically drained mentally? I mean, mentally drained? Not, not at all, man. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm not saying I'm different like as a flex. I think it's just yeah. like, flex on. I feel like if you're there for a reason, right? So, and I feel like you got to that point for a reason. And then whatever you draw up in your your mind as the worst, the, everything that you put in your mind is never you will never hit that that pretty much that standard. I think y'all said it a couple of episodes ago, right? Like, by eighty percent things that we think in our head is like don't even happen. Yeah, it don't even happen. <laughs> so it's just like that, right? And I I I, I honestly abide by that. It's just it's just how I our brains work. A lot of people out there that are going through something, <clears throat> and you know whether it's a, a breakup or death in the family something like that like well, we don't ever realize like we made it through everything in life up to the point that we're at like for us to be here right now like the worst that has ever happened to us like we literally overcome it yeah. mm-hmm. and I think if people would take a, a look at the things that they do have the things that they have accomplished um, instead of thinking about the things you don't have yeah. or, or the pain so to speak you know um you can have a better perspective of life because it's like, I mean, if you think about it, like I just think about, you know, like your middle school girlfriend, right? You know, I think we talked about that. When, you, when she breaks up with you, um, mm. uh, I would say her name, but I know she's on my, my face. She missed out. She missed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you think about when, when you're heartbroken, it's like, I can't ever think about another girl. I love her. Like, oh my God, this hurts so much. And then, like, you know, time passes, and they say time heals all wounds, right? And so, and then it's like you move on. You're like, dang, I never thought I could get past that, right? And I think we need to do a better job of that as human beings is realizing everything that God does put in front of us, we are going to get through it. He either takes you to it, and then he takes you through it. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, Talk about a little bit about what you're doing um, as far as on the recruiter side. All right, so it's been like an interesting role, right? Like you said, I kind of always been like march to my own drumbeat, right? Yeah, yeah. So like it's kind of uh, it's another phase that I realized when I got here that's like I'm more of a a mentor, right? I always been kind of like internal, like in my thoughts and stuff, and try to figure and it makes sense, make life make sense to me the way, and try to it's weird, man. It's a puzzle, right? And it's hard to explain that, but like seeing these youngins, right, that I, I kind of mentored and try to get them through that next phase, which is most of them in high school, right? So the next phase after high school is Brendan, it's been pretty dope, right? Um, and it's an interesting role and it's, it's a pretty, it's a fun role, it's rewarding, right? When you see somebody that like come up from like a not so good household and then a year later, like they living in Japan, right? Doing Japan stuff with like a, a grown adult job, like a nuclear engineer or something like that, right? And just seeing that, it's like, it's the most rewarding. Um, and it's kind of like, you always, you look for the next one that you kind of want to mentor, right? Uh, but at the same time, it makes you want to be a mentee to somebody, right? Because it's always something that you're missing out on, right? You going to see a corner of the picture when you got a mentee that kind of like, yo, the picture's bigger than what you're looking at, right? You're looking at a pixelated, portion of it. If you back up, you can see the whole thing, right? 
Uh, so just drawing information from mentees um, about, especially right now, this phase of being a father and stuff like that, right? Getting a, a mother's perspective, different mother's perspective, right? Or different, whoever is a father, getting their perspective about how they do, uh, do things, man. But uh, it's been, it's been a, a dope little journey. It's like every year since I've been in the Navy, I feel like I'm learning more about myself. Like something, I'm able to like pinpoint the change, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's definitely, it's, it's different, man. As opposed to like before I came in, it was just, I was just running aimlessly, man, trying to piece everything together. Not too bad, I mean, you were yeah. Close, you know? yeah, yeah, but like, you gotta, you see where you where you were and then where you are now, he's like, yo, okay. Like, you I was just. something good that, you know, even though you're in a mentor, <clears throat> role, that you still seek mentees, who are some of the people that you look to for that, maybe in the military or outside? Um, so I got my, my supervisor, my chief, um, she's definitely one, she kind of fills me in, she keeps me, she, she's my peripheral, especially in, in the Navy realm, because a lot of things I, I kind of, not necessarily tonal vision, I just, I'm tackling the, the thing that's in front of me, right, and then put things by the wayside, but she keeps me, she keeps me, uh, she keeps my peripherals, right. Uh, I got another one, uh, Mr. Uh, Colt. I like that. What? Yeah, so things like you see, right, but you don't, that's not your, your focus point, your focal point at, at the time, right? But whatever is on the right here in your peripheral, you need to handle that as well at the same time, right? Um, she's definitely been instrumental in my, in my at least on this, this Navy career at this point, right? I got um, uh, one of my lieutenants, first lieutenants I ever met when I got to my first boat, uh, Mr. Colt, just talking to him back in the day. Put a lot of things in perspective, man. Kind of you know, like uh, you know, go back to school. You know what I mean? I'm in school right now, um, and try to stop security, bro. Yeah, and this shit's kicking my ass right now, dude. Um, but putting things in, into uh, perspective about like the Navy is the Navy, but you could there's a lot of things you could do and benefit from the Navy, right? So my 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 whole goal now is just to finish school and convert over to an officer, man, and get that leadership. Uh, not quality, but that pretty much the experience, leadership experience uh, to put on a resume, man. Um, but it's like, it's just people in general, man. It's just like this random walk buyers that you just happen to talk to, man, and to kind of always change your perspective on things, right? Or sharpen, like iron shoppers iron. Like having a conversation with somebody that you completely, typically don't agree with, but you understand their perspective helps you play kind of devil's advocate and you meet in the middle or you take what you want to take out of it, right? So this is a lot. Do you think that, uh, that label of the officer is, is it just a goal in itself to have that label, so to speak? Or is it like mm. an accomplishment? I mean, I mean, that's an accomplishment, right? That's, but like, kind of like for your work? Mm, I mean, I don't, yes and no. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily say I'm chasing the label. Uh, I think I'm chasing more so as, as a challenge. Yeah, the security. Yeah, the security that comes with it. I mean, money is one thing, right? But, like, to say that you were a Navy officer and you led X amount of sailors to the completion of a mission, uh, it's pretty dope, man. You know what I mean? Uh, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily chasing the label. But, you I know. Think, and I know you're not. I yeah. just say it because I think a lot of people are chasing labels, chasing titles, chasing... Um, you can say degrees. Degrees go in there, too. Yeah, greed, um, the, no, the degrees, like the, the degrees, degrees. Oh, degrees. Yeah. 
What do you mean? Like actual degree? Yeah, I think so. I'm weird, bro. So I think. Let's, let's hear that. All right. So I don't think, I don't think, I think college is a money grab for sure. Okay. I don't think you have to go to college for any and everything, bro. Right. I think, if anything, trade school is the way to go. Right. It's more uh, set in stone and it's something that you could take with you. Right. It doesn't make sense that you go to school for psychology, get your bachelor's and you're $100,000 in debt. And by the time you pay enough, you're going to go in debt again for your child. Right. So and then there's nothing you could really do with that bachelor's. So it's highly competitive to where you got to get your doctors and experience, but they're not hiring for experience. It's a weird dichotomy, man. And and since I've been in the military, it's like I've been in the military. You're gaining all this experience like for free, and then I've seen these people get out and doing the exact same thing that they in. Life experiences by traveling. It's not yeah. Well, experience in the trade or experience yeah. like yeah, just in general like our nuclear engineers could get out. It's not like a neighbor. I definitely am, bro. Don't go to college, kids. Hey, man. But there's so much truth in that. It's not for everybody. I think, like, of course, doctors, engineers, there's certain things that for yeah, sure go to school. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's like, I mean. No, I said, I, I used to tell my students all the time, and I would kind of get in trouble. I'm like, because their parents were like, did you tell my kid not to go to college? I'm like, absolutely did not tell them not to go to college. But and what? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you just shit hang on making. <laughs> nobody fails my history class. He fails my history class. I'm sorry, so, man. So he's not going to college. He's not going to college. So all my students watching, I know we all are. So you can't even finish so they at home. But back to that, I always just say college, military, trade school, plumber, electrician, right? Like you said. Um, become an entrepreneur. Facts, yeah. Go get, go get a nine to five. Yeah. And, and, and a regular job and go try to work your way up. And those are your options. Yeah. You know, like, but like, like I told you, you want to be an entrepreneur, but you, your habits right now, your habits now, the young age, are forming who you become as an adult. Right? And we can, people can change, absolutely, sure. but it's harder to get out of those habits. I mean, we all have habits that we, we, we now as adults, maybe wish we never started or, or not, or we've had to come out of those habits because nobody told us, nobody had a show, nobody had a mentor that said, hey, this is not, you know, this is not good for you in the future. Kids today, I think, because they do see the world on, on you know, social media and they can literally see anyone in the whole world. Yeah. I used to lose my mom and my kids, they're like, oh, coach, I'm talking to this girl. I'm like, where's she at? Oh, she goes to like, Four schools over or something. I'm like, how do you, yeah, how do you know this person? You know this person? <laughs> like, oh, Instagram post. Like, she double tapped my photo. We started talking. And I'm like, well, I wish I had uh, an opportunity to date outside Sam Ham Middle School, you know? But they live in this world where they, they literally can see everything. And, and that's a good thing and a bad thing because, like, this should open their mind to see a different world. And this is for people in general, not just young people. Use it for your advantage, maybe for motivation, maybe to drive you. But when you compare yourself to people, that's where I get the problem with social media. Like, you know, yeah. let's talk about comparing yourself. So, baby, you got anything you want to No, I mean, that just goes back to what? Taking vacation? Okay. <laughs> nah, that's what LeBron was talking about. We got the most information, the most distractions. Like, but you can pick and choose what is going to be beneficial to you. You know what I'm saying? And another thing that Bob was talking about was, um, you know, you keep saying, you, you know, Marshall is on the ground. But I still think that ultimately you, you 
you crave that structure. Yeah. No matter what. Like, yeah. No matter what you want to do, how different you want to be, if you want to be an artist or, uh, you know, film producer, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of people that are going to sit up there and be like, oh, man, that's not going to make me no money or whatever, right. whatever. But as long as you keep chasing that dream, eventually it's going to make room for you, right? But you still need a structured yeah. system. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, I, I learned that, at a, you know, as a, a, I guess I'm still a young adult, but I did realize, man, like, when I, when I came out of football, it's like, dude, this is completely different. Like, I always wanted, that's why I always wanted to play semi-pro, whatever, because I still crave that part of my life, you know what I'm saying? So no matter what you want to uh, pursue, you still need structure. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to tell uh, you know, kids, people crave discipline. Discipline. People crave it. Uh-huh. People act like they hate it. They hate to be told what to do. But somebody's telling them what to do. Yeah. At some point, whether it's literally a job, a life, like if it's in a relationship, the wife, the husband telling you, like there is, like you said, there's some structure in anything and everything you do. Um, I mean, driving the, driving here, right? There's structure. Mm-hmm. Like there's lights. Like it, whether you believe it or not, you're following society, yeah. right? Like if you, you're being a good citizen, you have to be a good citizen. You can't go out shooting people, going out doing things like that, or else you got to, you know, obviously pay the, pay the consequence. So you are following a system, a structure. Who doesn't? I mean, how many times do you like look at lights? I've ever been in, like at a light and it just like doesn't turn and just stays red forever. You're like, what's up with this? Like, there's no other cars. <laughs> like, I'm about to run this light, right? But in, in like, your mind, you're like, I can't run this red light because then right. I might get a ticket. Well, that's built in your mind. That's a structure. That's that's a discipline yeah. of the way society is shaped. Of if you break the law, there's a consequence, right? And so I think people, um, and I think that's a great point that you brought up. He he was always different, but he had you know always craved that structure. So, sorry, you want to bring anything today? No, I mean, I think that's a good point. You know, you got to have those guardrails, you know, in life. Guardrails. You, you can go as fast as you want, but you, you know, you got to sometimes have those guardrails just to kind of keep you exactly. from falling over, you know, or just keep you safe. I wrote down uh, honor, courage, and commitment. What do those things mean to you? So, I mean, when you, when you get to the Navy, man, it's the first thing that. That's what the Navy's built on, honor, courage, and commitment, right? So it's, it's a lineage. In that exact order. Yep. Okay. So it means the Navy Corps values, right? So that's the lineage of how the Navy became and to where it is now, right? Um, so if you abide those to or apply those to your everyday life, honor, courage, and commitment, commitment to serving, commitment to others, your commitment to accountability, wherever it is, whatever plug and play, uh, you would be successful in the Navy. It's pretty, it's just plain and simple, man. Just keep things uh, balanced, essentially, and you can do right. Because you'd be surprised how many people just mess up the small things, bro, right? Yeah. And they, don't, they might miss the commitment part, but they got the honor and courage. Or they might not have the honor, but they got the courage and commitment. It just doesn't, doesn't balance. <clears throat> I think what you said, people uh, mess up the small things. People are always like, I think people block their blessings. A lot because they can't do the small things right yeah and I, I really believe God God will give you things and if you can't do right with the small things you're not gonna give you the big things yes yeah, you know you, you just you can't trust you with it you can't be trusted with it you know and, and, and I think a lot of people get in their own way they want the the, the, the big goal the big accomplishment 
Um, but the thing is like the, the, the consistency, the mm -hmm. commitment to consistency on day in, day out, being a good person, grinding at whatever your gift is and, and doing it. So um, how does someone reach you if they want a young person? Oh, what, what's the age limit? 39. 39? 39 is the cutoff. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not. I have a, one, of my, one of the guests, a uh, subscriber, excuse me. She told me I got to stop slamming. I just dropped the thing. So I apologize. I'm going to get So I just missed the cutoff. Yeah, you just missed the cutoff, bro. I was, I'm not about that life, though. I wouldn't have gotten any of these six knee surgeries. They would have been like, nah, you damaged goods. Yeah, bro. You probably. The Lord says I'm qualified, bro. Who? The Lord. That's all that matters, bro. Yeah. That's all that matters, bro. <laughs> so, Holy Navy. <laughs> Holy I'm Navy. The Holy Navy. <laughs> I'm just going to get my own little suit. You know what I mean? But, um. 39. 39. Are you thinking about it? Oh, you off too. About 45. I got six months left. Really? Oh man, when's your birthday? Birthday. Okay. So, we're well, we going to sing happy birthday to you one day. Um, <laughs> like six months? Yeah, in six months, bro. Make me 40 before you swap 40, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. Guys, just bring it. Guys, just bring it. How does one uh, young. 39-ish. 30, 35, 36, 37, <clears throat> not 40. Um, you know, what's the process like of getting into adjoining? All right. So, I mean, you could you can reach me at Instagram, Petty, at Petty Officer Davis, right? Um, but the, the hardest part is, is talking to a recruiter, right? That's the hardest thing because everybody has this perception that recruiters lie or recruiters trying to get you in or recruiters get paid per person that they put in. That's the farthest from the truth, right? We don't, we don't get paid per person that we put in, and I don't lie. You know what I mean? Um, especially nowadays, information is, is everywhere, bro. It's in your pocket, bro. Right? <clears throat> so the hardest thing is talking to a recruiter, right? Um, my, the way I, my perspective is I try to see where you are in life, and, like, I can relate to the majority of that stuff, right? Um, and then um, give you the honest perspective of where you are and when, what the Navy has to offer. I'm not just going to shout out Navy. It's the military in general, bro, what the military has to offer, right? Um, and then based on that, you make your decision, right? I guarantee 10 times out of 10, it's, it's going to, it makes sense. I can just see where I came from to where I am now, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, first thing is talking to a recruiter. Second thing, you have to take your ASVAB, bro. So the ASVAB is just, it's an aptitude test. It's not like an SAT. It's not an ACT. It's an aptitude test. It's going to, it's you on a piece of paper. It's going to show the military is like, well, this dude or this, this female has a mind for engineering, so they gear engineering jobs towards that, whatever it may be, right? Uh, the qualifying score, anything over a 31, but we tell them shoot for the moon, get a 99 or whatever, right? What's the highest you can get? 99. Probably what I would score. Yeah, yeah, you, you would have, bro. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of years of experience. Yeah, bro, you got experience, bro. Right. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that one on myself. And then after that, as well as like mentally fit, you have to be physically fit uh, or fit for fit for duty. So they do a physical. It's like a sports physical, right? Uh, they're gonna make sure that you can see. They're gonna do a vision test, audible test. I'll, I'll be out on that, bro. Facts, bro. <laughs> uh, they're gonna check your your joints and all this crazy stuff, man, to make sure you're good. 
And then after that, you, you pretty much on that same day, you'll pick a job and you swim in and you, you just waiting for your ship date. It's, it's a simple process, man. It's just got to trust the process and, under, and have a reason. You got to have a reason, man. You got to have a reason. So, um, but yes. Yeah, you ever uh, sway kids away? Sway? Get in trouble. Like, sway? Like, get it, like, hey, this is Maybe it's not, not a good you. fit, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good fit for everybody. Really? Okay. I think it's, I think. There's just so many jobs. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but it, like I said, like, you're going to be at that place for a reason, right? So yeah. if you walk in that door, there's a reason why you're there. There's a reason why you're there. It can make it make sense for you. What's, uh, like, I mean, we all have a story, right? Like I said, we all have a story. What is kind of like the most common story you get of the, the, the young people that join. What you mean? Like, well, like what's background? They're trying to like, like what? Like what? What? My mom, my dad made me do it, or it's really know? that. Sometimes it's like the parents are against it because they they're not they never experienced like a military mm -hmm. family, right? Um, the most common reason why they join, I get out to get out of San Antonio. Really? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of that. What? Yeah, I was that way too, man. I was trying to get out when I graduated, bro. Yeah. You always wanted to be out. Man. Yeah, I was trying to get out, bro. You always wanted to be out. Hey, wife, man. The wife wanted to have a family, and she wanted a house. Hey, it's still home, you know. But I had to, you had to fly away. The tree always gonna be here. I mean, cause I mean, I used to live in Louisiana, man. So you see, like, it's like it's more San Antonio. Like, it's different now, right? It's different when. Financially, we're a lot better, right? Uh -huh. And we support our own, but like, yeah, have a beautiful home, by the way. Hey, I appreciate. I had a dope relative, man. Hey. Uh, but it's like growing up in San Antonio is like, if, as you growing, it's like the city ain't growing with you, especially back in the day. It's different now, so it's like you kind of outgrow like the, I don't know the, yeah, the I don't know like you have, yeah, you kind of outgrow like it's like the like a baby growing in the stomach outgrows it. The, the sack, man. So you kind of just want to see, you want to just doing more things, bro. Yeah. Um, and then when we moved to Dallas, I realized like, yo, between working all the time, it's like it's more than just Texas. I love Texas, you know what I'm saying? I love Louisiana, but it's just, uh, yeah, I always LSU wanted to get out. Between the Longhorns and LSU. LSU all day, baby. Yeah. But you know, I'm still a Longhorn fan too, though. Yeah, it could be are. both. I could be both. So. Um, Kind of want to transition a little bit uh, because it is Mother's Day, and I think um, kind of want to honor thy mother Mother's. and father. Obviously, but we're gonna stop at the mother. Um, <laughs> I know your mother; she is amazing. Yeah, she's, she's hilarious. Yeah. Um, talk about how your mother has impacted your life, and her life. I mean, obviously, right? I think all of them have, yeah. but it's so easy to cliche to just say that, but. Mm -hmm. Just talk about what your mother means to you. Uh, I mean, she brought me into this world, right? So it's like, uh, I mean, she means she she means a lot to me, man. Um, and the older I'm getting and becoming, I mean, this manhood journey and all that, I stab my my pops is in the picture too. I'm not gonna, uh, but like my mom gave me like like a lot of perspective on like she was always hard on me, bro, always hard on me, man. So to the to the extent to where. Even now, it's like there's nobody. If you set a standard for me, I'm gonna probably bust through that standard because my mama already. I would never reach that pinnacle of what she set for us, right? I knew my cause my mama grew up rough, right? She had a rough childhood, like a terrible childhood, man. Um, 
And so she had to kind of learn to love different. She's from Louisiana. Um, so she loved differently, and it's, it's kind of love hard. She loves me and my brother to death, right? And sometimes, like, her, her lessons kind of come off wrong, and it's hard for you to absorb what she's trying to say. But, like, it just all comes to age and time. The older I'm getting, it starts to, like, okay, I see what you're trying to say. All right? I don't, I don't like the, the, the way you're saying it. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm good. You know, it's just weird, but like, I see what you're trying to say. It's how you saying it. Delivery. Right? right. Look, my mama. Yeah. It's a little disrespectful. It's a little disrespectful, man. It's like, it's a little. My mama. It's a little disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, as coaches, you know, uh, and I'm sure you, you know, and Nate, I always tell the kids, and I learned this from Coach Johns back in my day. Uh, rest in peace for John's, my John J. coach, he said, don't listen to how I'm saying it, listen to what I'm saying. You know, I could be in your, your grill, your face mask, pulling and yelling at you. Like, if you can't tune all that out and actually taking a lesson, I think sometimes a lot of people, man, I, there's people that I talk to, like, that ask me for guidance and stuff, and I'm like, lay it all out, and they're like, stuck on the like the delivery the, yeah the, the, the yeah, delivery because you know sometimes you gotta be harsh with people yeah you know and maybe that's the position that your mother thought that was best for y'all right I, f I feel like she didn't she didn't know how like i said okay. how she grew up right she didn't know how to because she never experienced like i guess a good upbringing from a mother she didn't have a father in her life right okay uh but like i hear what you're saying about the uh how listen to what i'm saying but i'm saying it but it's just like our brains don't work like that. Like for instance, like, for example rather, um, like would you listen to a prophetic song if the beat was trash? No. no. But the message is there, right? Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like rock, over right? time, it's like I get to know your, your mom, right? Like you get to know this person. It's like, okay, I know she's doing it out of love, but I don't, you're cutting deep, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're cutting deep, but it's like I, but over like the, I have more. It's a more tolerance with my mama because I knew how she grew up. You know what I mean? And that's why it's uh, I I kind of learned to kind of like I, I know what you're trying to say, right? It doesn't make it easier, but it's no. just yeah. it's the work away. It's the work around. But mama's dope. She she loves us to death. There's a lot of love, and you can see the love, right? Yeah, yeah but. She definitely helped me set the uh, uh, set a standard for myself to uh, to where people can't set that standard for me. All right. <clears throat> and that's, I mean, that's as long as you took something away from that, you realize yeah. that, and you may not have realized in the moment, especially never, up, right? Yeah. You know, you're not gonna realize those things. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. The older we get, the more you know. I'm like, man, well, my dad taught me that lesson. My mom taught me that lesson. Like, ah, it's like a it's like an aha moment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I've never seen it that. I've only seen the happy side and the joking side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, cause I'm older now. I, I see a lot more of that now, too. Yeah. But like, you're just talking about lessons learned. Kind of, that's like the biggest lesson, man. Because I still use that to that, this day. It's like a driving factor, bro. At what age do you think uh, when she was tough on you, when she, when she was hard on you, that you kind of figured that out? That. 
she had a rough upbringing. Her past experience, because this, this show is all about experiences and life. Mm. It's kind of, I don't know, man. You don't think you can pinpoint it yet? I don't think you could, I could pinpoint it, man. I don't know. I think you'll have an aha moment one day when you pinpoint it. There's a lot of things that I like, ah, like, I, I get it now, you know? I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't know, maybe it is important to pinpoint it, but I don't know. I think it's just I understand that I understand that I understand it now, you know what I mean? Instead of like pinpoint where did it start. Yeah. It's like as long as I know. I mean, I, I don't mean like pinpoint like the, like the day, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I know the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Birthday? No, birthday's November. November. No, it's November. Oh, <laughs> gosh, guys. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily pinpoint, but I I just like to like for me I like to know. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Experiences when they start to realize mm -hmm. kind of these epiphanies that help them grow mentally. I think it's just as you mature, you know, yeah, you're becoming think. more of a man or or just maturing in yourself. You know, it's easier for you to to accept that people are like this because of them, not necessarily because of me, right? right? So you're able to look outside of yourself into their perspective, right? Because a lot of times our perspective is our, is our reality, exactly. right? So for a long time, that's what we see. But then as the older we get, the more mature, maybe not older, but the more mature we get, the more seasoned we get, we're able to, okay, they're like this because of their mm -hmm. reality. Not but a lot of us live like that, right? Like yeah. we, other people's ideas of us, thoughts or dreams yeah. for ourselves, we we wear it, right? Yeah. You, you wear it because that's, especially with somebody like a mother that, that is important to you, you wear that because it's it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, an extra, what do y'all carry? What's that? Like, I mean, on your back. A rug. Something like a, yeah, I guess a rug. rug, yeah. Whatever. The point is you carry <laughs> your baggies. Because you're trying to figure out like why, and, and I think there's a there's a part where you starting to figure yourself out. And sometimes the people that love you the most, especially parents, they don't have you figured out. Yeah. And you yeah, have yourself figured out. Yeah. And yet this people that you think you should, you should you have to listen to, right? Because they're your parents, are giving you a completely different idea, goal, dream that you have for yourself. And and that's a tough. And like you said, maturity, mm -hmm. it's not age, it's maturity, that you, at some point, that's why I asked you that, is like, some point you started to realize that, that it wasn't because, not that you ever questioned her love for you, but you started to realize the purpose of what she was doing. Yeah, I heard what you're saying. I don't, yeah, I heard what you're saying. I thought that was kind of deep. That's pretty dope, yeah. Yeah, so. That's true. If we can live where we're not letting other people's Stuff on ourselves. It's big. Self-reflection is, is important. The reason why we don't interact very well, and I learned this from ET in the, the the flight assessment that we you know we did, is that we don't even realize ourselves how we react and tick. You know, we talked about love language with Tracy. Um, like I'm a big affirmation guy. Like if you tell me I'm doing a good job, like like I don't need you to be like, yo, here's money or like, yeah. You know, I just. I just want to know I'm doing something good for somebody, right? That's my affirmation. But we don't know what makes us tick. And then when we have a relationship with, uh, you know, either a friendship, or a working relationship, coworker, husband, wife, because we don't know how we tick, they don't know how they tick, and then we just keep bumping heads 
because we don't know how we like how you respond or how their love language is or how they're saying something mm-hmm. is not how you want to take it or not how you want to hear it because that's not that's not your love language or yeah. not how you take it exactly yeah and so self-assessment is so big because you got to know how you tick and then especially the people that are important to you in your life you got to know how they tick that way you can compromise and at least understand well if i say this and they get all butt hurt well, that's because but it's also communicating to that to whoever your friends your partner whatever mm-hmm. you know this is how you know I just had this conversation with somebody this week this person they're very diff they they are not a, um, a affirmation type of person right so they don't give it right so they don't give that affirmation to you right so I have a coach as well so I'm just gonna say it. So anytime, (laughs) yeah, so, and I know that he doesn't mean wrong, but for instance, when I did my competition, I got second in one of my categories, and the first thing he told me, and I was so proud, like, look, I got second, his words right after, like, you know, I'm coming with my trophy, smiling all big, nobody remembers second place. Right? And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, talk about, the, 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 talk about the deflate. Like, just all the gas came out. But that's not his love language. He doesn't need those affirmations, right? So to him, that was no big deal. To me, I'm like, shit. Like, oh. You know, like, okay, well, I don't know why I did this thing. <laughs> but to communicate that, you know, being mature enough to know what your love language is or to know what you need out of whatever, um, and then being mature enough to communicate that to people and understand them, you know, uh, or other people's, you know. So I think a lot of it just boils down to just growing, growing yeah. into yourself, growing into your mindset, um, just I love that. I mean, the communication part is just so big, man. Like, um, we just don't communicate. If you do something, and I I, I mentor realtors now, and they'll be like, well, how do I tell my client this? Like, how do I, what should I say? And I'm like, well, what's the truth? Like tell them, tell them how it is. Yeah. Like what what are we, what are we trying to sugarcoat or avoid? Like tell them, what you just told me. Oh, I, I can't, I'm scared. Well, that's what you have to do. Yeah, you have to tell There's yeah. no good news or bad news. Yeah, it's just, news. just news, yeah. Right, like that, and that's a good thing, but we don't communicate on how if you do something that offends me, now we got beef. And you may not even know we have beef. I got beef with you in my head, and I'm over here living my life, and then we, you know, not me, but people go, you know, Epic Rob, dog. He's a jerk. Da, da, da. I ain't messing with that dude. And you can go on your whole time and not even not know. Even now, yeah. Instead of just being grown and say, hey, Big Rob, the way you talked to me that day, mama, the way you <laughs> talked to me that day, mama, let me tell you something. You got one more time. <laughs> if we would just communicate the things that we feel, especially I think as men, communication is like, we're, we're, it, it's 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 frowned upon to express your feelings. How you how you in society? A safe place though. It's, it's it's a lot of times I feel we don't communicate because we don't feel like it's a safe place to communicate. Yeah, too. You know what I mean? You can't. You, when you, you don't say know. a safe place, like you mean with that person? Yeah, in any situation. But it, it, you know. my my thing is, if, if you're not in a safe place to communicate with that person, then what the hell do they even matter to you? 
but that's our fear a lot of times. So like I've been in relationships where I know that if I communicate this particular thing, there's gonna be some sort of repercussion. Why? Because they get in their feelings, right? And it's not always about that person, but somehow people seem to make it about them. You know, so you just get a little apprehensive about communicating certain things because you know that it's not gonna be received. Yeah. Or you know there's going to be backlash. Now I'm talking about a deeper conversation, a, well, a I mean, deeper relationship. What I'm saying yeah. is that that person has lacked self-assessment. But that's what I'm saying. But that's why you have to, you know, there's not always that safe place to yeah. communicate. But those are for deeper relationships. Now, on the everyday surface level relationships, of yeah. course, you can't expect that out of some people. Well, people <laughs> yeah. just communicate differently, man. Yeah. Oh, people no, just different frequencies, bro. They're not oh, on the same. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Then it's two different stations, bro. And, and we, but that's the whole thing is like you have to realize the way someone talks. May, and the way you hear it may not be like, it may not be sugar to your ears. It may not be what you want to hear. It may not be uh, enough for you, right? Like, you may want more, you may think you deserve more, but that's who they are. That's how they communicate or lack thereof, right? And, but there's, I think there's always something tied to that. Um, and I'm just, I'm talking over a, an experience that, that I'm just kind of going through right now. And I just think communication is just, if we can just communicate and really open up to each other, you know, it, it, would, it would make things, in my opinion, easier. Because we're grown, right? Like we should be grown enough to talk. But, yeah. you know, kids aren't not going to think like that, you know? Um, but I think that's a good discussion overall. Bailey, I want to kind of come to you. It's Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. give, me, oh. give me. <laughs> back back around to Mother's Day. I'm back to So I, mean, I think that that was good. No, 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 that's that good. That was good. good. I mean, that was what we call a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole. Talk about that. We don't get back to that. Oh, so now we're talking about TikTok. No, no, no. Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. TikTok. That's what I got. Because son is staying up late. TikTok. TikTok. I refuse to get it. Gotta get get rid of it, anyways. Bailey, tell us about your mama. Um, my mom, man, it's crazy. My parents are completely opposite. Completely opposite. I can't even, like, you would never even fathom. So, um, I will say this. My my overall demeanor is 100% my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, super calm, calculated. Um, at the same time, very warm, giving, uh, generous. Uh, I got... Both of my parents have always been there, but I definitely say that my mom, I've taken a lot more characteristics from her. Um, she she grew up partially in an orphanage uh, back in the day when this was like completely uh, against the norm. Her father is the one that raised her. Like he took all the kids out of the orphanage and he raised them and then he ended up getting remarried. So uh, they, they created a blended family, but very, very poor. Uh, but she at an early age, learned to work her way out of a lot of situations. So she was born in rural New Hampshire, freezing cold winter. You know those stories where your parents tell you, or you hear like, oh, I had to walk 10 miles in yeah, the yeah. snowstorm. Like, she literally did that. Like, it's not even a joke. I'm like, we went, we've gone back to New Hampshire, and she's like, I had to walk from this place, and we would drive somewhere else. Like, I walk from here to here, and it's snow. I'm like, wow. Like, that's real, that's some real stuff that she's gone through. So anyway, point is, I took a lot of her, of her characteristics. I truly appreciate that. Um, 
it really, I've always had an appreciation for my mother, but the, my wedding day, the one that was in April, that was the day where it was like, I, I, I expressed that to her. I mean, our, our, our son and mother dance, like, I, I broke down with the baby. And I, I, I felt like maybe I would, but that was like the moment where this was like, I, like I truly, I can't even put it into words. It was just, I'm that little kid again. Why do you think that moment happened at your wedding? Because my mother and I are very much the same. We are very internal. So we know, you know, we'll tell each other we love each other, but it's not like a, a overly affectionate uh, uh, relationship. And that's, that's fine for me. Like, that's, that's who I am. Like, I'm not going to uh, try to necessarily step outside of my zone. But I think for both of us, that was a very culminating point. Like, I appreciate you as a son. I appreciate, I appreciate her, obviously, as a mother, everything she's done for me. And this is time for me to grow beyond that. Like, I'm starting my family. And speaking of mothers, Mo is the best mother that I could ever have wanted for my daughter. Brownie points. What was that? <laughs> and it's crazy because she would always talk about it, even before we got married. Like, she was always worried about, you think I'll be a good mom? You think I'll be a good mom? And I'm like, to be honest, you act a lot like my mom, so I think you're going to be a great mom. But, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Like you said, the transformation, like, I always knew, I always thought that of her, but it's just a like confirmation when you see it. Now that we're expecting another one, it's just... It's Wait, what? what? Yo. What? Yo, what? bro. Break. Break. Yo. So, let's go down this Yo. Path, First off, how did it happen? <laughs> so... Congratulations, bro. I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I'm glad that we're actually having this conversation about mothers because you know how I am, man. I don't, I'm not like a real verbal person and taking this opportunity to just to highlight the mothers in my life, the two most important, I would say. Uh, it, it means a lot. It, it means a lot to me, sure. I'm not sure it'll, it'll mean a lot to them when they watch the show. Yeah. Uh, so, congratulations, mothers. That's good, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can touch touch on it again. Yeah, I can touch on it again. <laughs> like like pretty much like you said, it's like you you get a snapshot of like people's character, especially like the long and longer that you are tethered together, right? So like she always showed glimpses of like motherhood type of traits, you know what I mean? Uh the way she looks after her her younger brother, uh, how she take care takes care of me. Like she'll put her she'll put whatever she's doing now to take care of me or whoever it may be first, right? Nurturing the loving. Uh, after I came back from home on deployment, she'll have like the house decorated with all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like just she's a she's a beautiful she's a beautiful soul. Like Sean is is the most pure soul uh, I've ever. I've ever encountered, man. She's a little ratchet, though. No? She can be. She has her own, but it's yeah. like, it's it's when, when she is, it's needed. Yeah, yeah you got it to that point. I need a little hood, in my chick. Everybody need it, bro. Y'all out there, like, I need a little. Just, I need a little <laughs> hood, in my chick. <laughs> but like, she's well read. She's uh, well spoken, man. Um, and she's just, she's like literally like my best friend, man. Like literally my best friend. Um, she's a, like, she's a beautiful, beautiful soul. 
And like seeing her just kind of umbrella that and shower that, those characteristics I've seen like over the course of time to our, our daughter, like it's, it's, it's dope, man. I, I think about more so than just my daughter, I think about my, my wife and my daughter together, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Just that, they're like a keychain. they're like tied at the hip, man. So it's just dope to like witness all that and it's beautiful. She does, she's doing a wonderful job, man. Wonderful so, job. Sounds <clears throat> cool. That's, that's, that's my sis, man. She's super dope. Um, so, Miss uh, Mother on the set. <laughs> happy, happy Mother's Thank Day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. Um, Y'all celebrated yesterday, I saw. We did. We did. We went to my mom's. Um, there's a lot of us there. My grandmother's still around, so. I didn't see no masks. What's going on with that? We are all, we are all, all vaccinated, yeah. and according to CDC guidelines. CDC guidelines, we don't have to wear masks. We, we're not uh, offering, we're not. Uh, I am not a doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what they told me on the TV. <laughs> we are all vaccinated. Yeah. Um, TikTok, TikTok, yeah, TikTok. Um, no, yeah, we had a great time. So, you know, my mom will go kind of, my mom, um, Man, where do I start? I think she's, uh, you know, growing up as a as a girl, right? Your mom for me was like my enemy. Like I remember there was times in my life where I'm like, oh, this lady, you know, like. <laughs> and I think that's just any teenager as we're kind of finding ourselves. Um, but the older I get, and it's a true saying, you become, for me, you become your mother. Like you turn into your mother. You know, you become this person. Uh, and there's no other person I'd rather be. You know, she has taught me how to be a woman. She's taught me how to be, um, even though it's not the season I'm in, but a wife. You know, she's been married to my father for 48 years. So just see, seeing her uh, service to my father, you know, putting him first, um, being a, a career woman. She always had a job, you know, throughout growing up. Um, so her own, her own career. So she's just really just taught me a lot about just becoming a, a woman and, and um, taking care of her household. Um, my kids jokingly, they'll say who is, you know, the king of the castle. This is at my mom's house, my mom and dad's house, and they're always like, Grandma, you know? <laughs> uh, because we know who makes the decisions there, you know what I mean? Uh, but she's just a wise person. She's a wise person, um, kind of like Bailey, not... But, you know, as you mentioned, not very affectionate in that regards. You know, when we were sick, my dad's the one who always took care of us. But, uh, and I think that's kind of the way that I am, you know. I'm not very, like, touchy-touchy. Um, because my mom was, wasn't like that. Um, but the older she gets with my, with my kids, yeah, yeah, like, really hey, where was this woman at when I was growing up? You know, what was this, you know whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. Yes, yes, you want yeah. that, of course. I'm like, no, 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 no. Where was that same energy <laughs> when I was growing up? <laughs> same energy. Yeah, so um, she's just a good person, you know. I, I, now she's probably my best friend. I talk to her every day. Um, and we just have a different dynamic of a relationship as an adult, you know. It, it's, it's cool. I can joke with her. I can say inappropriate things, you know, and, and her not get, <laughs> you know me, uh, I have no filter, I have no filter, I did, I did just say that, um, so we're friends now, you know, I mean, I, I, but there's still that dynamic where, you know, 
she still wants to say what she wants to say. But now I'm like, mm -mm, no, you know, mom, I love you, but respectfully, <laughs> respectfully, respectfully. Uh, you know, so um, it's a good thing. I think it's good that you're our best friends now. Um, we are best friends now. And she's a great a grandmother. Of, I see a lot of younger parents that are best friends now. Oh no, we did. Right, we, that's, that's, we, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Problem. No, that's no. the problem. We were yeah. not friends. Let's that's, talk about it. What's up? No, that's the problem. I think well, I it's a time and place. I tell my kids that all the time. Yeah. You know, like I'm not here to be your friend. You know what I mean? Like I'm not your yeah. friend. You know, be friends later. My kids are five, yeah. and they'll be like, "You're not my friend." That's good. Right. I don't want to yeah. be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, have enough, I have enough friends. Maximo. Oh. I know, that my baby. He, he, he beats his own drum. He's just like... You want to talk about beats his own drum? <laughs> yeah. Because like, you in the gym, I'm like... Yeah, he's like, <laughs> but you know what other boy's so smart? Really? He just says, like, he's just... He's intelligent, you know? It's scary. It's still scary. Um, it's scary. Talk about what it is, like, what it is for you to be a mother. Man, motherhood is... It is exciting. You learn a lot about yourself becoming a parent, you know, just um, your patience, the patience that you have. I think being a, being a parent has made me a better person uh, because I can tolerate things. I, I'm a little more patient um, because I have to be, you know, you have to be like, and I have to remind myself too because I'm always on the go, 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 go. Um, and so I have to slow down for them because when they're with me, they're riding, you know, let's go, we're moving, you know, and then and, and so, uh, I have to remind myself that, you know, they're little, they're, little, they're little people. You know, I have to be a little more patient with them. Um, but, you know, my kids are very self-sufficient. Um, I don't baby them at all. They make their beds. They, mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, you know, it's a challenge. I have, but for me, it's tough. I have to find that balance between um, being nurturing and comforting and, you know, and trying to teach them.
thin. Like, can we cut? Uh, you know, for her to have to see me like that on Mother's Day um, changed my life forever. Like, absolutely changed my life forever. Because, damn, y'all talk about, you know, how much you love your mother and stuff, right? For her to have to see that on, like, her day, um, for everything that she's done for me and continues to do, um, that that's, that was tough. And that was really a, a big changing point in my life that I realized I had to do better, be better. Um, I don't mean for them, but obviously for myself. And I just, it's just a real emotional because, I mean, you, you've seen the picture. You've seen the picture, I think. You got some. I just showed you, we, just on Monday, because mm -hmm. um, I just always remember this date because it was Mother's Day, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, it was just uh, life-changing. Um, uh, part of the reason why you know, I, I love helping kids and, and, and mentoring kids because, you know, um, you know where we're from, you know, Marbach. I have a new Marbach shirt on next week, by the way. I got a whole bunch of them lined up. But we don't always get that direction, and we don't always get that guidance. And everybody at this table in, in L, um, y'all are all doing something to impact people's lives. You know, you with the you know the military, you being on the show, and I know this is not your thing. You know, you were training. You know, and so when you surround yourself with the right people, in 2007, I wasn't surrounding myself with the right people, and um, I almost lost my life. Um, uh, it was I probably should have died. I mean, I really, I really should have died. Um, I looked really bad. Um, apparently, they were ready to shoot me, but you know, they heard sirens, and so. I mean, I was bad. I had, you know, blood clot in my face, broken nose. Uh, I, I ate, like, out of a straw for, like, two weeks because of all the cuts. And my teeth were so sensitive. I didn't lose no teeth, though. <laughs> and look how pretty I am today. <laughs> I, got this, I got this one scar, which I, I'm glad that I have a scar because, I, 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 you know, I see it every day on my face. And you can, sometimes you have to relive your past. Um, and really, just even talking about this um, kind of like motivates me to like grind harder and do harder and do better. And, and uh, so my mother is just always, always, always supporting me almost too much sometimes. Um, <laughs> Y'all know my mom, man. Like, but I, I have a fallback with my family and my parents all the time. They just support me. And I think that's, you know, it's a balance because, and I've told them this before, it's like, y'all were too supportive, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, because I think if you feel like you, you can't, you can't fall on your face, like, we need to fall on our face sometimes. Figure it out. Figure it out, you know. When but they ain't letting it happen. No, like, they're, all, they're always going to have your, my back and it's like, you know. I mean, I've done, it's enabling. I've done dumb financial things before, just like we all have, I'm sure. I bought a damn house in 2008 and foreclosure, trying to flip it. Wasn't even a <laughs> real estate. Like, look at the real estate coach now. And it was like 2000, was it 2008? Yeah. Um, but they just always supported me, man. And my mother, especially, we're very, very similar, which is funny because you and your mom are similar, but you said you and your mom are different. Me and my mom are like, we're the same, like super emotional, super like 
affectionate, uh, you know, loving. And my dad's the one that's like, boy, you crying on your pocket, you crying on your show with that, you know? Um, but I just want to give a huge shout out to my mom for always being there. I, I got her flowers yesterday just because I'm like, I'm an ATB, so let me get these real This shit's all here. This shit's all here. And I'm thinking about it. It's going to be crazy today, anyways. Yeah, I did get a gift. I also want to give a shout out to my sister. Um, who is a mother in her own right, um, all my aunts and everybody else, and, and just everybody, all you mothers out there, for sure, for sure. Um, I think before we kind of wrap up, um, B. Rob, quick question. Do you like to read? Uh, initially, no. As the older I'm getting, I've definitely been um, trying to expand my palate, if okay. you will. What are you reading right now? Uh, so right now I'm leaving the... Um, Frederick Douglass, right? So it's a lot of audio, right? Because I feel like I have a hard time sitting still, right? Just so you listen to audible books? Audio, yeah. Do you yeah. think that's reading? I don't know how else you say it. Would you say I'm listening to a you book? You get information. You get information, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben Velarde, did you hear that? <laughs> oh, Big Ben talking about Ben. <laughs> hey, yeah. always got something to say. Ben, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, no, nah, he gives me crap. Like, He's like, probably one of the best like crit crit critics of the show. Like he always tells us like, "Hey, check this out," or "When you do this, you say that." Like I, you know, be watching. I, I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah. Like, I, the reason I didn't, I knew it wasn't on Spotify because he was he was messaging. Oh yeah, he was on it. Like, yo, what's going on? I'm looking for the Spotify. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? What's, what's going on? Like, I'm like, I don't know why it's not on Spotify. I'm like, I'm, it's on YouTube. So, um, okay, so Frederick Douglass? Yeah, Frederick Douglass, I read The uh, Four Agreements. Uh, my, my wife, and she read that book like years ago, and I finally, I guess, listened to it, mm -hmm. and so it's say, uh, <laughs> for Ben. Um, but like the Malcolm X, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Richest Man in Babylon. Um, That's the second time we've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that was the second, I guess, financial prosperity book I read after. Oh, it's, it's financial. Yeah, it just, it just puts things into like. Uh, but I think Ron said it wasn't just like financial. It's not, but it, it is, it has, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it is. It definitely has a overtone of like some type of financial. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just trying to feed my 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 brain with different information. I, let, I notice I don't listen to a lot of music unless I'm working out, right? So there's a lot of podcasts, long form yeah. podcasts, and a lot of books that, uh, that I, I'm pretty much gravitating to, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain my palate. You don't be bumping in that... Uh, man, it's kind of hard to hear, that, bro. That beat that you got in the head. It's kind of hard to hear, yeah, man. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, man, nah, yeah, I read, I guess, listen. Well, man, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, you're, you're, I know you've always been an insightful guy, so, um, and then, I, you know, thank you for your service, for sure. Thank you for the impact you're making on young people, you know, giving them, showing them a different way, um, a, a way that could help them and change generations of their own family. So, we appreciate that, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, sure. Do you have any parting words you want to say? Uh, like oh, yeah. Shout out to all the mothers. Uh, my mama, I love you to death. My wife, Shauna, love you. All my sister-in-laws, Christy, Cherie, Isha, uh, and Mandy. Happy Mother's Day. Sounds um, like a DMX rap song. It right? does, bro. <laughs> it does. 
to my co-workers. <laughs> co-workers, happy Mother's Day. Um, yeah, thank y'all. Ray, you got anything for Ali? You know, are you, are you going to be here next week or another vacation? Or? I will not be here next week. Next week, I will be here. Yeah. Well, we may not be on next week, but we'll actually we have to because it's running. Yeah, anyway, side note. Side note. We'll talk about that offline. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I will uh, just say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blanket it, right? There you go. Yeah, that'll work. Oh, um, same, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers with or without children. You don't have to have children to be a mother, so, um, Amen. you know, so thank you. Yeah, so, uh, we again want to thank, uh, Robert, the Petty Officer at work. They can get you on Instagram at? At Petty Officer Davis. At Petty Officer Davis. At Petty Officer Davis. I like, Davis. I like seeing him when they got new recruits. He shouts them out. It's good seeing young people and possibly up to 39 year olds. Thank you guys for tuning in to Talk Talk. Uh, please share, like, subscribe. Uh, we're doing this to try to you know, give more people uh, just some life advice and, and teach experiences. So shout out to uh, Alternative Solar, our sponsor. Um, y'all need to go like or check out their pro- promo. They're giving away a Tesla. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's wild. Yeah, exactly. That's wild. A Tesla. Okay, I don't. I don't think I can fit in one. He didn't say Taurus. He said a yeah. Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. So thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, remember your gift plus your lives, your purpose, and we'll see y'all the next episode. Yo, it's damn. <laughs>